Before we start, this episode of Gayish features graphic discussion and even jokes about sexual assault, child abuse, and incest. If that is something you'd prefer not to hear, or if there's any possibility that will be a trigger for you in any way, we suggest you please skip this week's show. If you or anyone you know is a victim of sexual violence, contact the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network at 800-656-HOPE. That's 800-656-4673 or at rain.org. And now, enjoy Gayish. When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's Gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's Gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast where being gay means you're going to not like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> just for men. <laughs> just for men. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Guile Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, today it's totally normal. Everything's fine. <laughs> today, the actuality we're bringing, oh. bridging together is, I don't know. Is your brother kind of hot? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> you God. might be incestuous. Oh, no. We're, uh, we're going to talk about incest. Yeah. Yeah. It's not our fault. Well, it mostly It's a is. lot of <laughs> our fault. Most most of what we do is our fault. Yeah. It, not in a court of law, though. <laughs> Just to be safe. Um, uh, Gap Bridger request. Uh, kind of. Yes. We'll, we'll talk more about that. But more fun things. More fun things. First. First. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the theme song contest. Yeah. That we announced. Yeah, so we want you to fuck up my song. <laughs> fuck, fuck it up good? Fuck it up Daddy? good. <laughs> uh, we are looking for alternate verses, alternate lyrics to the gayish theme song. We've had some submissions uh, in the past, and um, we, we, would, we would love more. And email them to us, and you can send a sound clip. You can I don't, fucking text messages. I don't care, just as long as it's clearly, like, fits the song. And uh, we're going to pick our favorite one. Yeah, send it in by uh, April 1st is the deadline, and we'll pick our favorite one, and you're going to uh, pick one to re-record on in a future episode of Gayish. You'll uh, actually hear your your words brought into life by Mike's beautiful voice. Absolutely. And we'll give you some merch. We're going give, to give you some merch for that. Yeah. Um, and maybe some beer. We'll see if that's okay. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Just like incest, that seems dicey legally, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friday, April 1st. Get them in. Get them working. Sure win some shit uh and then next our tour dates so it just two days from now when this drops <sighs> kyle we will be at the tree fort music festival in boise idaho on saturday march the 26th at 4 p.m mountain time apparently the podcasting part is like separate from the main thing and you do not need a festival pass to attend it will be free come 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 be idahoan with us yeah Utahoan, idahoan <laughs> Uh, BT Dubs the day before we are going to be guests on another podcast that's showing up. So on uh, Friday, we will be guesting on Two Old Queens. Yeah, we're going to be on them. We're going to be on them. Great. So good. Um, and then the very next weekend on Sunday, April the 3rd, our fifth birthday extravaganza will be at Ridge Walker. Look, look for Hop Capital Brewing uh, in Portland, Oregon, because that's what Google still has as the address, even though they're changing their name. Blah, blah, blah. Sunday. April the 3rd in Portland, Oregon at Hop Capital Brewing at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Come drink our beer, our kiwi mango blonde gay gay 
gay beer. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be drinking beer. We have announcements uh, and updates and shit happening. So it should be a fun episode, uh, especially to, to record live. I don't think we've done anything like an anniversary live like that. That's been that'll be that'll be a very exciting episode to record. Yeah. And then we are wrapping up our little Pacific Northwest tour the very next weekend with a live show right here in Seattle, Washington, Sunday, April the 10th at 2 p.m. Pacific at the Hula Hula Karaoke Bar right here in the neighborhood of Capitol Hill in yeah. Seattle. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Everyone come out and listen. And, you know, if, if uh, people like live shows, hopefully we can do more of them. If no one shows up, maybe we will never do them ever again. So yep. we'll <laughs> so come out and, uh, and support us, watch us, drink and be merry. Yeah, let's do it. Feedback and corrections. We had, we had feedback from our good friend Donna Sugars. Okay. Let's play that. Oh, my goodness, darlings. It's Donna Sugars. I just listened to the episode on Come, and this isn't even how the podcast. I just want you to hear me when I say this. I was crying. I was filled with so much joy. I have never heard Kyle more excited in my life, and the jokes were hysterical. I was I mean, I almost peed a little. It was the funniest episode you guys have ever done. Bravo. That right there. Podcast award right there. So I just, I had to say it. I love you guys. Bye. Oh, Donna Sugars. Oh, thank you. We heart you. That's very sweet. Thanks, Donna. Time for the news? Yeah. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Okay, Kyle. Okay, Mike. I'm real nervous. Why? News the first. Leah Thomas has made history as the first trans NCAA Division I champ. She won the 500-yard freestyle at the NCAA Women's National Competition in Atlanta last week. Uh, she is a swimmer for the University of Pennsylvania and had a winning time of 4 minutes, 33.24 seconds, which was about a little under two seconds ahead of the University of Virginia's Emma Wyant. And... First of all, she was swimming for four and a half minutes straight. I can't do. I can't stand up that long. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you do something that grueling for that long. God, yeah, it's like everyone thinks like, oh, that, and then you do like a plank for one minute, and it's like you're dying by the end. That's it's yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. There are predictably protests and counter protests outside at the event outside Georgia Institute of Technology's Macaulay Aquatic Center. Um, and then inside the center, when her name was announced, there was some booing. There was some oh. jeering. Uh, one yelled cheater right in the middle of an interview that she was having with ESPN's Elizabeth Beisel. She said that she tries to, in this interview, she said she tries to tune out any negativity. Quote, I try to focus on my swimming, what I need to do to get ready for my races, she said. And just try to block out everything else. The what what the what the voices on the right are saying is that she has the biological advantages that testosterone gives you. They say it, they say it a fucked up way though, Kyle. They're, they're not trying to have a nuanced conversation <laughs> no, no, here. Like yeah. like she's a dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I understand that narrative. I hear that narrative a lot from the 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 right and. It's also, I think, important to, I was having this conversation with One Ball Dan, 
about how like I feel like neither side really is doing a very good job of actually discussing th- these these issues with any sort of nuance or understanding. Hmm. Like I think we need to admit testosterone does things to your body and some of those things might lead to an athletic advantage. Hmm. Also talking about that saying saying that saying that she's a dude and that she just woke up and decided to be a dude so she could kick ass at swimming. That's just bigoted and wrong and fucked up and stupid. Yeah. But also to dig into this and say it's complicated and it's not just a yay Leah go moment is not transphobia either. Mm. Um, there's some, there's some, there's some issues happening that I think make this particular case interesting. First, is that the NCAA recently changed the rules about trans athletes participating. These new rules take effect in 2023. In the new rules, she would not qualify. Her testosterone uh, uh, suppression regimen would not have been in place long enough to qualify under the new rules. So she's sort of, in a way, skating by... Hmm. um, and I, I haven't heard that talked about much in the in the in the universe, right? Because if you're going to live in a world where there are gendered sports, men's sports and women's sports, the the differences largely come down to testosterone. And if you want to make it about testosterone, that's okay. We have testosterone suppressing abilities. We can measure how much testosterone is in somebody's system. We can say the the advantages of testosterone dissipate and go away after a certain amount of time. The new NCAA rules say three years. Hmm. And it's, you say things. I've said a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I don't know what, I don't know what to do about all of this. Cause there's part of me that's just like, gender's a construct. Fuck it. Everything <laughs> should be like, just whoever wants to, if you're good at it, go for it. Yeah. But then also like the reason that we have women's sports in the first place is because there are all of these sports that women kick ass at, but a lack of testosterone means they don't quite kick as much ass at it as cisgendered men do. Yeah. And so, yeah. say, say some things. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think, first of all, people will just f- cherry pick this as, oh, this one woman right. won, so that's proof. And just because you see one example in the news, especially at a time where it's very contentious and people introducing transphobic bills, of course, this is going to be a newsworthy story. And the, like one of the things that is easy that that the right will will do is say this is proof. And it's like, OK, one example there like I would expect a trans woman to win every now and then just by the nature of statistics on average a trans woman will win however often you know based on there are trans women and some trans women will be good at things so like the the cherry picking of of data we're not like looking around seeing trans women win literally everything you know like this is one example so i think that's like an easy thing to kind of like dismiss most of the right is probably like uh, yeah okay but i think the part about there there are natural differences in cis women as well Mm -hmm. and whatever kind of rules and things we come up with i think we always try to find these indirect ways to target trans women it's like oh well their testosterone levels high okay are we going to test all cis women and see what their testosterone levels are are we going to if a cis woman is six three does she become disqualified like 
if we're talking, if, if you're thinking that some of these rules need to be in place because of genetic advantages, okay, let's then, then we need to broaden this conversation and make it fair for everyone. So only if you're, you know, under six foot, only if you're, t- you're, you know, uh, levels fall between this range. Like oh, we don't do that and nor have you wanted to. So the transphobic part is targeting this group of people. I, I think you're right. I think it's fair to have the, some of these conversations about what's the, like what's the fair way for trans women to compete in sports. Like, and, and do that. And like uh, things that I've read that like try to dissect this in a more specific way is like part of the thing we need to admit is we d- really don't know. Like trans women, have competed in other sports and sometimes once they once they compete they're like their their ability level falls within the range of cis women and like they're kind of average performers like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. funny like i there's this article that was like here are these trans women that competed and they weren't great they yeah. were fine yeah. you know yeah. it's kind of funny to be like yeah. as a defense so i don't know it, it's it's um I agree that it, it's okay to like have these conversations and and also remember like what sta- are you applying standards that are equal across the board for all women's sports or are you just trying to find a an excuse to use to exclude one group without considering what you know the the rest of the group. Yeah. Yeah, a, a couple of other things that that surface in this in this case. One is to your point the there, there were accusations that the rules were being changed in part to target her specifically. Mm. Like the, the urgency that was placed with getting these rule changes in place seemed really pretty suspicious when you look at it compared to her swimming career. Yeah. Well, that's part when you said like she's kind of skating by because the NCAA rules, rules are changing. Like there's a part of me that's like, but I don't trust the NCAA as the source of authority on what's the right thing. So it, I, I yeah. get what you're saying about like it, that's interesting to know, and we'll probably set a precedent because we we don't have any of these, we don't have too many of these rules in place. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do. Also, is that the right rule or not? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know enough to know. Well, and and so the, the, I was yeah the, the 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 last I had a list of three. I'm skipping ahead to the last one. <laughs> the, the the last thing I was going to say about it is that uh, she has done nothing wrong. I think that there's a vilification that is happening of her. Again, it's this mm. sort of undercurrent of like she's a dude that just wants to kick ass at lady sports yeah. to, for like to what end I don't know, but, yeah. like, but that's <laughs> that, that's the the motivation. She has done nothing wrong. She right. followed every single rule that the NCAA put forward regarding trans athletes, and she won. Yeah. And I, I think I think that that's important to remember that like she followed all of the rules. Like anybody who yells at her that she's a cheater is factually incorrect. She followed, <laughs> she followed all of the rules. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other what was your penultimate point, Mike. Yeah. It, well, it was, it was going to be and, and not, not a point, I guess as much as just a, a, a thing that you're going to hear. If you read it much about this story is that she swam presenting male for two years mm. and did okay <laughs> and then her first year swimming as female mm. she won the whole enchilada mm. and that really has people on the right f- flipping the fuck out mm. gotcha um, yeah yeah again cherry picking right but like this is like you could not script <laughs> a better lighting up of all of their fears yeah yeah than than leah yeah so um yeah leah thomas 
Hopefully, I didn't bury it too much being all worried. Congratulations, girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. I, I'm in these troubled times. Having a trans athlete to look up to is fucking awesome. And hopefully, trans kids, especially trans women, have someone to look up to. They can they can win and succeed. And it sucks that it, that comes with so much baggage and people literally protesting. Like, imagine like trying to go to like you know your sport or activity or whatever, and just like having to think to yourself like. Boy, I have to walk through people booing at me as I walk into like I'm like God, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so congrats. God, if people would line up and boo me as I walked into the grocery store, that might like, <laughs> make that whole process a little easier. Easier? Wait. Yeah. Just I would feel like you know, be real careful what you buy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. News the second. Yeah. Okay. So there is a bill under consideration in Idaho that is very much similar to what's going on in Texas that would criminalize providing gender-affirming care to minors. This bill would make it a felony punishable with up to life in prison because that seems wow. like a totally reasonable reaction. Life in prison? Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. So burying the lead here a little bit, there, there's this, this bill in Idaho that was, that was chugging along and it passed the Republican majority house but it has been killed in the republican controlled senate <laughs> the gop of idaho uh, senate gop leaders from idaho released a statement tuesday saying while they continue to oppose quote any and all gender reassignment and surgical manipulation of the natural sex of minors fuck you're using natural <laughs> and biological yeah. blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. fuck fuck fuckity fuck just yeah. Yeah. anyway uh they decided to stop the measure from advancing because it amounts to government overreach that could affect care unrelated to gender transition. Mm. So they're still fucked. They're still dickbag assholes, but at least they're being consistent, right? Republicans <laughs> are supposed to be for small government right. and keeping government out of people's lives. And like they correctly said, this bill is government overreach. Yeah. It is reaching too deeply into people's private lives and private decisions. And it's not something that we and should privates. be and privates. And, and we shouldn't let the government do that. That's like that's old school republicanism right there. And I mean they they say they don't like government overreach except when it's uh sexual orientation, uh women's rights, uh gender, uh a religion that's not theirs. They yep. hate, they hate government overreach when it's on them. Yeah. I agree. And here's an example of them not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're this this there's some logical consistency to this particular <laughs> argument. Well, but it was like, oh, when this affects our cis kids, right? <laughs> that's when we draw the line, which uh, like the right outcome for a shitty reason. Like we got to dis dis dismantle the reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the HRC is down. They said, quote, Idaho Senate Majority Caucus stated that the best decisions regarding medical treatment options for children are made by parents with the benefit of their physicians, advice and expertise. And on this point, we agree. And uh, this is in the midst of, of course, copycat other bills going on around the country. Uh, legislators in Alabama are still considering a bill making it a felony to provide gender affirming care with a penalty of up to 10 years in prison. Um, it has passed the state Senate will soon come to a vote in the House. Last year, Arkansas enacted a ban on gender affirming care with lawmakers overriding Governor Hutchinson's veto to get it done. Mm. Uh, but it has been blocked into going to effect while a lawsuit against it proceeds. Um, and it actually doesn't, the, uh, the, the Arkansas one doesn't 
come with prison time, but it makes um, healthcare workers lose their licenses. Mm. So, um, anyway, it just it's so scary out there, yeah. and like I guess if if Republicans end up killing some of these bills for wrong reasons, that's fine. At least it's still dead. Yeah, yeah. So that's not going forward in Idaho. Yeehaw. Yeah, yay, yay. <laughs> yeah. News the last. Yeah. Okay. News the last. So there's this movie Lightyear that's coming up from Disney's Pixar. Okay. Okay. Apparently, Walt Disney Company that owns Pixar forced a same-sex kiss to be deleted from the movie. Then they came under all of this fire. For... Was it Buzz Lightyear kissing Woody? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a uh, a female colleague of Buzz Lightyear's. Wait, really? This is Lightyear is really Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, it's oh. the, it's the new Buzz Lightyear movie. Oh. Um that is uh I, I think it's an origin story. So oh. it's like before Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear's story, but also before he was a toy because it's like the actual dude that spawned that the toy or whatever. Sure. Um but uh anyway, yeah. So there's a female colleague of Lightyear's who's in a romantic relationship with a woman. And they're not in some countries, <laughs> in some countries, they're platonic friends. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a source told Variety that a kiss between the couple had been cut from the film, but then was put back in last week following the uproar oh. of the company's <laughs> record over the don't say gay legislation in the state of Florida. They were like, let our movie speak for ourselves. And it's get me the like your people. Put gay <laughs> Come on. Hey, everybody. <laughs> let it speak for us. Put that back in. Yeah. But are they, yeah, is it going to be as a going to be uh released everywhere are they going to leave it alone when it's released in countries that i mean they've proven that the movie still makes sense without the seed so they could just put it in in some places and have it apparently not really impact things that much i mean that's kind of their mo and and that's that was the the protest that that you know even pixar workers made was like bro you you cut the same sex shit in countries where it's not allowed and you won't make money because of it like don't let's not pretend like you uh, even in spite of your shitty response, your shitty response is wrong. Like, yep. don't do that. Yep. So, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? According to multiple former Pixar employees who spoke with Variety on the condition of anonymity, oh. creatives within the studio have tried for years to incorporate LGBTQ identity into Pixar storytelling in ways big and small, only to have those efforts consistently thwarted by their corporate overlord daddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,. So it's especially galling when Disney, after the Don't Say Gay Bill thing, said, quote, the biggest impact we can have in creating a more inclusive world is through the inspiring content we produce, (laughs) the welcoming culture we create here, and the diverse community organizations we support, including those representing the LGBTQ plus community. And and then these Pixar workers, um, a bunch, there was an open letter from Pixar workers that said, quote, the LGBTQIA plus employees of Pixar and their allies allies claimed that Disney's officials had demanded the removal of nearly every moment of overtly gay affection, regardless of when there is protest from both the creative teams and executive leadership at Pixar. Isn't it annoying these days? Like every letter seems like it's open, you know, right. like what if, right. what if I want to be with a closed letter? Right. right. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> just like... everywhere you turn, open letter, open letter. Remember when a letter was just between two people? Yeah. Like... Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Disney, of course, declines to comment. And uh, oh shit! Wow, real loud at first, and then everyone was like, "Actually," and then they're like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. the, the advocate reached out for a comment as well, and uh, so far has not received 
a response. Uh, Lightyear is scheduled for release on June 17th. And uh, hot, hot, hot Chris Evans is going to be Buzz Lightyear's voice. Oh, nice. <laughs> June. So during Pride Month. Yeah. That's fun. Sure. Let's cut the gay shit during Pride Month. That's, that's a good, good, good time. Fucking Disney. Fucking Disney. That's the news. Um, I would like to thank the following people who keep the gay in. They don't. I don't know. Uh, thank you to the following <laughs> Patreon members. Uh, Matthew Stuber, probably, I think. And Stuber? And yeah. Captain Stubing? I don't know what that is. All right. And Todd. Todd? Again? Todd. Have we had Todd before? I don't know. Oh. I feel like we've had Todd. Oh. Maybe you've had Todd. Um, <laughs> th- thank you to Matthew and Todd. Uh, if you want a bonus segment every week, if you want episode of the day early, go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Do it. Do you want to talk about incest? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Do I? I hope I mean, we're so. Doing Otherwise, <laughs> the next hour is going to be very quiet. Um, yes, uh, Gap Bridger. So when you're Gap Bridger at our highest level of Patreon, you get to pick an episode topic. Uh, we talked to Monty, and he wanted to uh, talk about... Is, is it just Monty? It's like Madonna? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he... I, yeah, uh, he uh, wanted to talk about the kind of like the porn, like the the stepdad, stepson, yeah. stepbrother, the kind of familial kind of porn. Yeah. And then we decided we wanted to broaden that. And so we will talk about that. And also uh, it, that is, uh, I don't know, both the t- like incest is like uh, like our episode on pedophiles is like interesting. Like <sighs> I, I there's a lot there. And it's so it's hard to talk about, you know, the porn part without like thinking about or or bring up the rest of it so yeah we're gonna let's let's get into it let's get into it i wanted to just start with a couple quotes because incest is often brought up when when people especially like back when um before gay marriage was legal when people are arguing against gay shit they bring up a litany of slippery slope arguments and it includes pedophilia what's one of the reasons we you know talked about that bestiality incest like these are things people say if you you know legalize gay marriage or you know decriminalize gay shit then all of these other things are going to happen um which while ridiculous and not true is like okay but like let's then talk about those things and um so i just had a couple things as examples um in uh lawrence v texas in yeah. 2003 because mm-hmm. because <laughs> i now know when that is again and we'll yeah. forget within a few episodes uh justice scalia uh wrote in the dissenting opinion Fuck that dick bag cool <laughs> how do you feel good good bad i couldn't tell <laughs> what is a dick bag is that your ball sack no that's your ball sack but what's a dick bag then a bag of dicks <laughs> <laughs> silly me (laughs) you're right mike um like underwear like anyway okay that's not important uh dick bag mcgee said state laws against bigamy same-sex marriage adult incest prostitution masturbation adultery fornication bestiality and obscenity are are likewise sustainable only in light of bowers validation is another case that basically said like we are allowed to use morality as a way to decide what's laws. Sure. Um, sustainable in light of Bauer's validation of laws based on moral choices. Every single one of these laws is called into question by today's decision. The point being, you know, what what he's indirectly saying, or I didn't read the whole fucking dissenting opinion, um, but like indirectly in this quote saying is 
society, what society views as acceptable has to play a role in us making laws. And, and because he doesn't believe that this is moral because society as a general doesn't believe this is moral, then it should like, we shouldn't have like gotten rid of Lawrence v. Texas or, or we shouldn't have like Lawrence v. Texas shouldn't have been ruled the way it was. And like, to some degree, there's some like killing someone society views as wrong. There's like morality plays a role in things. It's like, you can't completely remove like any kind of morality when you're making laws, you have to use some kind of moral compass of what is good and bad. But you know, this is again incest among other things uh were put in this list of like here are all the things that this is going to open us up to if we let gay people do stuff in the butts yeah which is so funny because I, I i i don't know what logical fallacy it is but it seems like it's one of them <laughs> that like you can make that argument as long as you don't agree on what the this is like what is it that what is the this that is being made legal there? Um, you can't just say this one immoral thing now means all immoral mm. things can potentially go wrong. That's that's just not that's not how words work. Yeah, yeah. we have not yet legalized murder. Right, <laughs> just so right. so far, despite its immorality. Despite, yes, yes. Um, another example when Lawrence v. Texas was was pending uh, BT dubs Lawrence v. Texas is what uh, struck down the sodomy laws that were in the remaining like however many states in the US so this basically like when this was ruled in 2003 made gay sex legal yeah and you would have thought that that would really help Joey Lawrence's career but it did not it was over I don't know he took on the whole state of Texas and one but Joey two. Lawrence got it yeah. I was like did he blossom okay um <laughs> I didn't he did I was trying to figure out where that was going okay so when Lawrence v Texas was still pending decision uh Republican and then third highest ranking uh in the U.S. Senate uh Rick Santorum sure said yeah quote, this is gonna be great you're right <laughs> quote if the Supreme Court says you have the right to consensual sex within your home then you have the right to bigamy, you have the right to polygamy, you have the right to incest, you have the right to adultery. BT Dubs adultery is not illegal. <laughs> like if we're too many Republicans do that for them to care that that's illegal um, yeah. or yeah. to make that illegal. But I mean, among that list, so David Smith, the communications director at the Human Rights Campaign, the HRC, at the time said, quote, he's advocating that a certain segment of American society be disavowed from constitutional protection. The outrageous thing is he put being gay on the same legal and moral plane as a person who commits incest. That is repugnant in our view, and it is not right. So incest as a, like, not only do people associate it with gay shit, people, including gay people, think of it as being disgusting, don't want to be associated with it. So it's like a pretty universal kind of dislike uh, or or aversion or taboo uh, for for everyone. I really like this article where now I forget where I got it, but like the person writing was like, okay, but is what's wrong with incest? Is that should that be bad? Is that is that bad? And and like they got like it sounded like they got defensive. They eventually like send him over to the lawyer and like the lawyer of the HRC to like keep answering questions. It was like this whole thing. But like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a moral judgment there that I, yeah, I'm interested to talk more about the morality and the, you know? Yeah. 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 Do you think we need a trigger warning for this episode? Like, yep. Caution. We're going to talk about fucking your grandma. Well, <laughs> it, it could read. We could like, kind of work on the language. I mean, there's, yeah, 
they're always tied to any kind of conversation about incest is also going to be conversation about abuse. Like yeah. those two things for better, or for worse come hand in hand, just like you and your brother. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's the part that's like the, the, the potential for trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk to you about the history of incest. Great. Yeah. Something interesting. I, you know, I love definitions. I'm all about definitions. Mm. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. and very much at play when we talk about like the history of the world and the way that different societies have viewed and been more or less permissive of incest is what counts. Yeah, like what's the definition of this incest, time? Right? Other times you're like, what's the definition of eyeballs or, or something that I'm like, I yeah, it's kind of round and like gr- and gross. <laughs> like I don't know. Like do we need to do? Yes, this one is I think is very important to define. Great. It is, broadly speaking, it's human sexual activity between family members or close relatives with then now the added fuzziness of like, well, what does it mean to be a family member? What does it mean to be a close relative? One thing that seems to be almost universal, though, almost every human society has had some kind of prohibition against incest and has agreed that it's banging your parent, your sibling, or your child. Hmm. And those are the first order relatives or or uh, uh first degree relatives and uh when you start picking apart like well why wait we, before we get to but, why on yeah. the definition like other definitions include you know other relatives you know beyond that immediate the other definitions include people that are you like by marriage other definitions you know like you, adopted like they're they're other Yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Extends beyond just that, depending on where. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so some cultures extend the incest thing to uh, people who are relatives that don't even share any actual like blood or or genetic material, like step siblings, adoptive siblings. A lot of times, third degree relatives, which are uh, half aunt, half nephew, or first cousin are okay like sometimes different cultures are like yeah go ahead bang your cousin and (laughs) other ones are like no that's that's evil and bad there's this added problem of the legitimacy of a child being based on whether their parents are married Mm. and so there are a lot of children that are born of incest that are viewed as illegitimate slash bastard children in that culture because their parents can't get married because Mm. that culture also says that you can't marry your cousin Mm. or whatever so there's this um, this this uh, this this issue of you know your your unmarried biological parents well they're unmarried because they're also related they, to each other yeah yeah um but yeah the 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 core of like parent sibling child is almost universal so th- that's not um when we when we talk about it being nearly universal one of the most common places though is in monarchies where it turns out historically have been more okay with incest. (laughs) And and that's usually about preserving the purity of the bloodline, right? Like you're the king or the queen because you're magic and you need to (laughs) preserve the magic by only having children with other magic people who are related. (laughs) Yeah. And so like in ancient Egypt, there were royal family couplings um, that were brother, sister, father, daughter, mother, son, cousin to cousin, aunt to nephew, uncle to niece all of those were things that happened to ancient egyptian pharaohs um like tutankhamun one of the most famous mummies ever 
it was was clearly um the uh, what was the toot in common toot and too much in common am i right <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic yeah toot and, toot and common was like i forget what it, i can't find it right now was uh toot and common married his half sister and was himself the child of his the, okay an unidentified sister wife is a very disturbing phrase to me but I don't his, even know what that means. His 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 mom and dad were brother and sister, hmm. so he was the product of incest between siblings, and then he married his half sister, and they had a bunch of kids. Anyway, one of the things that I wanted to talk about in all of this, though, is the Bible. <laughs> yeah, and I thought you were going to talk about how rich people can do whatever they want, no matter what. Y- yeah, I, but all, but all because of like. The bloodlines, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? But oh, uh, yeah. What about the Bible, Mike? Well, and, and well, okay. So, and, and back to like famous people. It also oh, caused sure. all kinds of like hemophilia was a huge ass problem mm. uh, for for uh, royal families. It. We'll get back to the Bible, <laughs> but plug in the Bible, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Do women get hemophilia? <laughs> right. <laughs> hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, but plug in the Bible. Wait, what do we? One of the potential reasons that we don't like incest is because of the problem of recessive genes. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of developmental disabilities, other like problems with body systems and functions that arise as a result of having two copies of a recessive gene. So as long as you have one of the dominant genes in your pair of alleles, you're good. But when you get two copies then something bad happens. And those bad things include like hemophilia, the inability to form blood clots and and, and other issues. When you are in an incestuous pool of genes, the likelihood of having two bad copies of something end up part of a child's makeup are much, much higher, right? Because there's just more of that bad gene floating around in that pool. Mm. And, uh, like and by like a lot mm-hmm. like there there's a there's a, a measurable advantage to not interbreeding with people that are too closely genetically related to you and it all comes down to these recessive genes not having an opportunity to double up and then like fuck up the child in some way yeah and then that's and we're going to talk about this later that's when it becomes it becomes a a moral and ethical question for gay people for whom no child is going to come out of that, <laughs> at least not accidentally, yeah. right? So, like, procreating, having offspring come out of an incestuous relationship is not a problem for gay people. So is there, should there be a different standard applied mm-hmm. because of that? Yeah. And what, I mean, gay is a good, like, can be a case study, but once you start talking about gay people who, like, don't have the possibility of procreating that that we know of yet, yeah. <laughs> um, is, I like... Saw junior. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Arnold, where's your kid? You, where's your kid? Um, like, uh, above a certain age, it's okay to, like, how to um, have, like, incestuous relationship. Because you're, like, old enough that having a kid is not going to, even when you're, like, opposite gender, like, because you're probably not going to have a kid. And then it's like, well, well, like, I don't know. What if someone gets a vasectomy? Like, what if you use protection? It's a, it's yeah. one of those, like, you start talking about gay people and then you're like, wait, other people have sex and don't have kids from that. So I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Let's, let's use gays as a case study. I, I get that. Well, or at least like, 
again, logical consistency. I was talking about logical consistency with the Republicans in Idaho in the news and how... <laughs> Surprisingly, you were talking about how they have it. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, weird. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I, I do think one thing that makes these kinds of conversations uncomfortable is you necessarily take them to like the strong, the strongest level because you're talking about ethics and morality and and what's what should policy be as a result of those things so yeah. that means you've got to talk about the corner cases yeah. and yeah. You, you've got to talk about the principles that are involved and then apply them consistently mm-hmm. right so if if incest is like in part biologically bad then because of what it can do to offspring great let's talk about that but if you want to make that like the foundation upon which you're going to build your policies you've got to talk about gay people and infertile people which you you rightly bring up okay the bible the bible if you believe in evolution because you are correct (laughs) because you're a smart person this isn't an issue if you believe the bible it was incest city from day one. God made Adam and Eve. Where did everybody else come from? <laughs> Gonna take you down to incest city where the boys are your brother and the, your sister is pretty. Uh, <laughs> Let's write that one. Oh my God. All right, I have my, my submission for the theme song contest ready to go here. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, the earliest biblical reference to incest involved Cain. Cain and Abel were brothers. They did not bang each other. Oh. But uh, uh, Cain... Kn- in, my fan, in my Bible fanfic, they did. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bible slash fiction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cain slash Abel. Um, uh, it was cited that he knew his wife and she conceived and bore Enoch. And uh, he knew his wife, but during this stage, there was no other woman except Eve. Or there was an unnamed sister. But either way, that meant Cain either banged his mom or his sister hmm. right there in Genesis. Hmm. And uh, and then according to the book of Jubilees, which is not in the Bible, but is... Say, I've con- never heard that one. Which is, but it's still considered a, uh, a, a book by the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, for instance, considers it to be canon. It's one of those books that like, is it in the Bible or not? It depends on who you ask. Hmm. Says that Cain married his sister, Awan. And then later in Genesis, in the Hebrew Bible, Abraham marries his half-sister, Sarah. There's the, the whole... Sodom and Gomorrah gets destroyed, right? But then like the, the whole thing that happens with Lot that's like really fucked up. Like the, the dude Lot in the Bible, his daughters, plural, two daughters, they, there are no suitable men in town to knock them up and they want babies real bad. So they get their dad really wasted and then rape him in his <gasps> sleep. And that's how they get pregnant. And... Um, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, apparently, yeah, it just, the Bible's, the Bible's got some, some incest, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. Let's ban like children's books about trans kids from the, you know, the school. (laughs) And, uh, the other thing that I would add is, uh, then, then Noah, Noah and the ark, right? Like if the flood destroys fucking everyone and it's just Noah and his wife and his kids, and everybody comes like the whole earth is repopulated from that motley crew incest there's no other way that that happens um so by yeah go ahead do you think he like fucked like one of the giraffes <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean 
Maybe. I, in animals, apparently, a random thing that I did not even like write down because I didn't know, uh, uh, bed bugs are apparently totally cool with incest. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Right on. Who knew? They learned it by watching you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Huh. So just just the Bible, right? It has has all of these these issues, and there are different prohibitions in basically every religious tradition: Judaism, Christianity, Islam, uh, Zoroastrianism. And I think it's important when we're talking about like why is it bad mm-hmm. that we understand what the potential arguments are. And as near as I can tell, those potential arguments are: you might have messed up babies. Mm-hmm. Or because God and or Jesus. Hmm. And I find neither of those particularly compelling. I mean, the God and Jesus, because you're like, yo, they <laughs> like they, they did that. Like you're. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah mor- your morality based on the Bible using that of like why there shouldn't be gay people is like, uh, wow, you're are you that adamant about incest and you wanting to legalize it because the Bible said it was cool. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, or mur- like murder. There's so much murder in the Bible. Lots like lots of murder, lots of genocide, lots of like yeah. stoning. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, th- uh, I don't know. What's your? Should we, maybe we should do a, a starting point of like how do you how do you feel about incest or like what's your what's your view of it? I. I like a nice, clean, ironclad, airtight bumper sticker thing. Like, I, I, I really, that speaks to me. And the idea that, like, and yeah, gay people skate under this, too. Whatever two consenting adults do in the comfort of their own bedroom is up to them. If it doesn't hurt anybody, nobody's being exploited. They're both capable of consenting. So, like... From a certain perspective, if if two 30-year-old fraternal twins, brother and sister, want to fuck, go for it. Mm. Go for it. Yeah. And does it make me feel icky? And do I struggle with, like, if that's okay or not? I sure do. But I sort of have to stand on, I have to die on that hill and <laughs> say that it's, that, it's, that it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Noah's Ark. I'm in that boat, and boy, those giraffes—their <laughs> necks are so fucking long. Um, no, okay, I I want to talk about. I, I think this this is not the most content. Like we'll we'll, we'll get into we'll we'll get <laughs> deeper and deeper as we go. Great. Let's start with first cousins. Sure. That is pretty consistently a like when we talk. This is why I was like adamant about this in the, in the definition. Like pretty consistently, first cousin is included in the definition of incest, and there are. Some laws feeling like bad feelings about uh, uh, sex and marriage between first cousins. Sure. So two articles that gave me the most info, one on 538 by Mona Chalabi from 2015, one uh, 2018 Vice article by Sam Nichols. So first cousins in the U.S., an estimated 0.2% of marriages are between people who are second cousins – kind of getting okay. to like second cousins are closer okay. um there there is uh cons fuck i even consanguinity con consanguineous consanguineous relationships and those are in the 538 article like mona talked about like 
in all the articles that they looked up, like it was second cousin or closer to what's included in um, consanguineous. It's the neus that I don't expect. Consanguineous. I thought it was consanguineous. Um, Anyway, so so second cousins are closer. So that that's about a quarter of a million people who are in consanguineous relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that that's a, a pretty small point two percent is a pretty small number. So that makes sense to me as a as the amount. You know. Like, yeah. Okay. What I would I would expect there to be like more accidental ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like like one percent, but. 0.2% did it on purpose yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah. Like, uh, I think first cousin is that area where you're like, we, we know who each other is. Like, by when you get to second cousin, that seems like it's a little bit more likely. But that's just, I don't know that for sure. Because um, you talk about, like, adoption, right? Like, mm-hmm. it could, there are a lot of closed adoptions where, like, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't it seem like every day, every, these days, every adoption is open now? I can okay. joke. Only Remember when adoption once. was between two people? I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, Alan uh, Biddles, who came up in a couple different what? Biddles. Okay, <laughs> just kibbles and bits. <laughs> Biddles and kits. Uh, Alan Biddles, who came up in multiple articles, so clearly a preeminent in this field. At the, and the two articles I read, he was at a different role and a different thing. So I don't know, whatever. At this time, he was a, a research leader in the Center for, uh, sorry, the Centre for uh, Comparative Ge- Genomic Genomics at Murdoch University and had been researching consanguineous relationships for more than 40 years. He said that worldwide, uh, how many people are in a consanguineous relationship worldwide? What percent? 1.5%. 10%. 10 what what finally mike it's taken fucking five years for me to say guess and you guessed the way i thought you would and you were wrong and i got to do my thing yep podcast over i've done it <laughs> Bye, everybody. Yeah. This <laughs> i even set myself up talking about the u.s and the number was low so that you would even if you went extreme yep. god mike i'm so fucking good you pwned I'm me nail- <laughs> you're pwned <laughs> i nailed you wait what uh okay S- incest yes we're back on it we're back we're back on our brother <laughs> okay of the he studied 70 countries of the 70 countries he studied only 18 um have consanguineous relationships as less than one percent of all marriages so this is not like we are among these 70 countries he looked at like among a small number where we the u.s is a very low percentage mm. um in five countries more than 50% of all marriages are between people who are second cousins or closer. Wow. Okay. Um, Keep it in the family, I guess. D- 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 some kind of family. Like, yeah. The the first cousin seems to be like, uh, so the, the 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 countries are most commonly in the Middle East, West Asia, and North Africa, where like it is not only that first cousin relationships are acceptable, some, it is the preference. Like mm. that is, that is like, what sure th- that that's good like that's what you that you want to go for so um common thing about incest that you mentioned is the possibility of passing along tr- difficult traits disabilities uh more issues turns out at least between first cousins those issues are you we as we largely overestimate what those issues might be so there's yeah. still maybe some issues but uh, according to dr greg jenkins 
who at the time of this article was an obstetrician at Auburn Hospital, has seen at least 4,000 babies born of consanguineous relationships, uh, said the there is a two to three-fold increase in congenital defects and a two-fold increase in stillborn deaths. So with 2% of all births having some type of congenital abnormality, consanguineous relationships are something like 6%, mm. meaning 94% of consanguineous births are fine and healthy babies. That's pretty, I saw some things that are like there, it's it's double the kind of, some of the averages. So like another, uh, a study in, from 2012 from Hannon, uh, Ham, Hamamy, Ham, 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 <laughs> Ham, Hamamy, uh, said, said like it's about two to three percentage points more to the risk of like still, still births, um, uh, infant mortality, um, two to three percentage points higher. First cousin marriages compared to non consanguineous, uh, said the fertility rate is slightly higher. Hmm. Abortion rate is not different. Hmm. Uh, and, and the, we got two to three percentage points higher in the still stillbirth or infant mortality. So like it's a, it's a little bit higher. Sure. And I think this is a good like kind of point uh, relationships or, or, you know, sex between siblings or parents, like those are, it's, you know, 20 to 30% or something results in either death or some form of, of disability. So there's like much, much higher. There is some, there is truth to the idea that we're worried about, you know, kids uh, the, as a product of incest, but it's not between first cousins. Yeah. Yeah. And, if you are worried about, you know, a, a few percentage points higher then like then, man, you get into a very, I think, shitty area of like, OK, well, are people with disabilities allowed to have kids? Are people who have, you know, certain blood issues, you know, if I, I have depression, am I going to I'm probably more likely to pass that along to a kid? Like, should I be allowed to have kids like yeah. I'm, no, but that's my own personal decision, not because of the law. Like I just don't, I just don't want to. So the the idea that first cousins is is wrong. You know, you talked about Bible or or children. First cousins does not fit either of those, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we can see through other countries that culturally it is very much a cultural thing that some people feel grossed out by it, and that's to me another good. You know, when we can look back in time, we've talked about this in other contexts. When you look back in time and realize, like, oh, th this the societal opinion, if it changes, then we know that there's that it's it's more cultural than some actual issue or problem with this thing. So, yeah, yeah. so the fact that there are so many countries that are down with it yeah. is is uh, important. Interestingly, last thing I'll say on this on cousins, <laughs> um, in uh, Saudi society. Uh, they, th th this article talks about kind of one of the things suggestions is uh, pre marital screening to help identify some of the potential issues that people might have uh, if they have kids in Saudi society. Uh, they have premarital screening to identify carrier status. So if they have like some kind of, you know, recessive shit that's going to, you know, whatever. And counseling has potential to prevent inherited diseases, but the result of a screening program for sickle cell disease and B Thalassemia um, indicated that 90% of couples in Saudi Arabia at risk of having affected children still decided to marry uh. for fear of societal stigmatization or because the wedding plans couldn't be canceled. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine like 
I don't want to cancel my wedding to my cousin because societally that's not acceptable. Yeah. Like it's the opposite. Like, wow, yeah. 90% chance this is going to pass along to our kids. But the like we got yeah. the venue booked, honey. Yeah. Like yeah. I yeah. can't, we, yeah. how are we going to tell our shared dad or, or not? not yeah. Our, you know. Yeah. 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 Grandparent. Yeah. Yeah. How are we going to tell grandma <laughs> together? Yeah. The same one. Yeah. Um, Plus, the caterer's so mean. So angry. God, cater's such a bitch. And we have that deposit down. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, I I just thought it's so interesting that it's, like, the other way. Like, so they were advocating for, like, early in a relationship doing some of this testing. uh, And, like, I don't know. There's some of these things where it's, like, I bet all relationships could benefit from this kind of sit down and counseling and discussion. But, But knowing that this is a risk for first cousins that you know bigger you know bigger risk so you know more bigger reward <laughs> boy when you get one of those good kids though man they fucking own it like uh, they it did talk about some of the benefits of this include um more likely they're more like socially but like already know the family mm. um uh, more likely to know things about them like you know you're less, less likely to have secrets or background that people don't know about as a, as opposed to a stranger um more like family structure your relationship before and after doesn't change as much in comparison to like the rest of your family you you still go to the, your annual family gathering just like you did before i guess like yeah, yeah. There, there were a lot of uh a lot of benefits it talked about yeah yeah huh so uh, to me that's this is an easy one where if you feel gross about it, uh, fine. That's your business. But first cousins, it, it, and and broader, <laughs> you know, should be totally legal. It, it's a societal. It's a. It's we have a gross feeling because we were taught to have a gross feeling. Yeah, and, and should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Are you on board with that? At least as a. I think so. Okay, yeah. Cool. Hopefully that changes some people's minds about this. I didn't know that shit before I started looking at this up. So. That's. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here. Feel for. better about incest, gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you know this podcast founded on the desire to help you feel better about incest <laughs> oh man um well, we've talked about it before some but i did want to talk about the western mark effect real quick okay yeah it is also known as reverse sexual imprinting and it is it was proposed by Finnish anthropologist Edvard Westermark in his book, The History of Human Marriage in 1891. Basically, it says that people tend not to be attracted to people with whom they lived like siblings before the age of six. So if it doesn't matter if you're actually related or not, if you if you lived together and lived like you were siblings and you were under the age of six, this theory is that there is some gate closes in your head and that person you will not be sexually attracted to. Mm -hmm. And um, a a lot of the evidence for it came from the Israeli kibbutz system and from the Chinese Shimpua marriage customs and other biologically related families and so basically when they when they looked at uh these israeli kibbutzes which are collective farms kid farms not kid farms oh. but they were they were like they were they were raised like in groups and 
A study of the marriage patterns of these children later in life revealed that out of the nearly 3,000 marriages that occurred across this system, only 14 were between children from the same peer group. Hmm. Of those 14, none of them had lived together during the first six years of their life. Hmm. So it, it that's taken by some to be really strong evidence that like this, if you hang out before you're six, you're not going to bang. Hmm. And uh, the Ximpua marriages in China, um, there was this period of time where girls would be adopted into a family as the future wife of a son. It was like an arranged marriage kind of thing, but like they would full on adopt her. Hmm. And um, but these marriages often failed. And the prevailing theory is because they weren't banging because they didn't want to because (laughs) of the Westermark effect. Yeah. And studies show that cousin marriage in Lebanon has a lower success rate if the cousins were raised in sibling-like conditions. Hmm. First cousin unions being more successful in Pakistan if there was a substantial age difference. And reduced marital appeal for cousins who grew up sleeping in the same room in Morocco. So some people think that it's not exactly true that Iran Shore and Delete Simchai found that sexual attraction existed but just hadn't been acted on. Hmm. Um, and that it is likely social pressure and norms, like you were saying, mm. and not some magic biological switch in your head that goes yeah. off before you're six. God, how do you, yeah, how do you tell the difference between what is happening because of genetic? This is connected to being gay. How do you, how do you tell the difference between what's happening genetically and just societal pressure? Yeah. To yep. like, yeah. N- nature versus nurture versus both. Yeah. yeah. Epigenetics and all of that. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to talk about general gen, uh, genetic sexual attraction because I had always heard that one of the reasons that the Westermark effect was so cool or potent <laughs> was that I thought that people who were closely related that didn't live with each other were more likely to have the hots for each other. Mm. And I mean, it, we've I, I've heard like this is why you see like boyfriends who look alike. The the idea that like y- you you are attracted to people who look like you. Yep. So, so apparently, apparently it's bullshit. There is no evidence for genetic sexual attraction being an actual phenomenon. So, um, close blood relatives who first meet as adults are no more likely to be into each other, uh, just on the basis of genetics alone. There is some evidence to suggest that we do like to bang people that are more like ourselves in terms of like intelligence, height, skin tone, that sort of thing. God, I wish I fucked more people that were my same level of intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, I, I just was surprised that it's not actually a thing because I was sure yeah. that, that was that that was the case. It's not. This uh, boy, I had to take some breaks when I was doing this research, but I found a blog that was about it. It called itself Full Marriage Equality. Great and like Great. again, like sure. there's some there's some overlap here in like gay shit where it's like well if you think that marriage equality like there there's some pieces of this where people pick up on our language and and you know while i read examples of people using incest and other things as an argument against gay shit there are people proponents of kind of taking down incest laws or or stigmas or whatever that are that use gay language to Mm. be like but gay shit is fine and, and got passed so shouldn't and i don't know how i feel about that piece of it yeah like in spite of how i feel about 
like like it's not about the idea of incest like that's not what i'm it's like the, the fact they're using some of our language i don't know about that but anyway some someone who had a a full marriage equality blog talked about genetic sexual attraction mm. as, as it's real th- this is a thing i think they said like 50 percent of people who meet up um when they didn't know each other like uh, end up being in a relationship or something and then yeah looked it up i was like this is pseudoscience it's bullshit yep. so like uh, people per- but like most pseudoscience the internet wants it to be real so <laughs> it is. yeah 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 yeah. that's really it there, there there are some examples of like genetic testing um making people realize like well into their relationship that they were related in some way that they were uncomfortable with when it came to light yeah. and and different uh, consequences of that I remember uh, that from the TV show Private Practice. Sure. <laughs> that one episode. Yeah. The documentary Private Practice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. The pseudoscientific Private Practice. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably fair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that is a very helpful to know, like, what's BS and what, what isn't. And, and that one's BS. Let, okay. I, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about close family relationships that, that kind of first degree brothers. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I will tease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My brother. Chris. Okay. You grew up with two brothers, two brothers. Yeah. On the Patreon segment. Yeah. I texted your brothers. Oh, you did. I asked them. Oh, if they were gay, yeah, would they be into you? Oh God! We'll get your their response. Oh God! On the Patreon segment. Oh my God! <laughs> and we're gonna be talking to my mom. And we're gonna we're gonna have a, a whole family fit, a whole family party for a Patreon segment. Oh, I okay. Oh wow! I will. Oh wow! I will reveal that I, I didn't. I. <laughs> I mean, of my brothers, I'm the hot one. So, okay, like, did, uh, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> um, I didn't have. I didn't want you to see, so like I didn't want to use our number, so I I didn't have uh, Marty's number, so I like, got it from Murph, and then at like last night at like ten o'clock, I'm like, hey, okay, <laughs> so first time texter, great. Yeah. Let me ask you about this. I will- Marty texts us all the time. You could have gotten it from the gayish account. Oh, I could have used his phone number, but then like, yeah, yeah. anyway, that's true. anyway, um. I will, the only one I will reveal so far. Their responses are fucking hilarious. Great. I can't wait to read. Marty's first response to me was, wowza. <laughs> I was like, this is a fair response. Oh, okay. God. Okay. Okay. We don't know them that much um, about relationships between siblings or parents and children. I'm so and nervous now. But I, I'm, all I can think about is text messages that's, from my brothers. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I, well, me, I should have held on to me. that to reveal a little bit like when we were going into the, I don't know. Yeah, let me yeah. collect myself. I'm doing it. Yeah, you know, you're <laughs> picking up all the pieces and putting them back in order. Great. Are you here with me? Great, got it. Uh, okay, <laughs> there's not that much research on this. I, I wanted to like kind of come into this. I wanted to enter this. I wanted to bring myself into this. There's no good way to say it. Like uh, trying to there's a a feeling uh, that I have when thinking about I I have an older brother yeah uh, like th- there's a like feeling that's gross I have parents like many of you out there have parents yeah that birth me um uh actually only one of them birthed me but um you know what I mean uh like okay uh it, there's like this and I and I want to like I was trying to think about this like trying to like what what do we know like what are there studies are there things that say uh, and it, between 
siblings or parents, there there is not like any kind of information or, or data or research on whether it's okay or bad or you know there there's just the, the info about like more likely to have some kind of you know disability or or death if you have kids i don't believe that having kids should be the basis of our decisions right for a lot of reasons anyway but this is something i did learn while looking up uh a, and I, I think interesting first of all like one of the dangers i mean we'll talk we've sexual assault is a big concern, particularly when you think about parents and, and children. Yeah. That's that's the automatic fear is, you know, what age did this start? And and is it abuse? Is, is, everyone, is everyone yes. able to consent? <laughs> like, and it, that's a very fair concern. According to the National Center of Victims of Crime, 46% of children who are raped are victims of family members. Yeah. The most common being father and daughter. That that That's the most common. 11% of rape victims are raped by their father or stepfather mm-hmm. um, and another 16% are raped by other relatives. So that's a very real issue. And I want to make sure it's clear that that is like, there's, I don't know. I feel like anytime you have to talk, you talk about incest, you have to clarify, like that is a real thing. That's shitty. That shouldn't be okay. That like, that's bad. Like we have yeah. to kind of like, I don't know, just kind of confirm that no one's talking about that or, yeah. or no one's like trying to advocate for that to, to say that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, is it, is there a world in which it's not the incest part that's the bad part, but the pedophilia part that's the bad part? Right, right, right. The, right. the child abuse part is the bad part. Not I mean, like, like, anyway. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, no, what you said, like, I'm down for kind of any any kind of consensual relationship and consent includes a lot of things that mean being of age to be able to consent and yeah. you know like there are a bunch of things that are included in that and yeah so like I, i'm kind of on your same boat of like what what's the wrong part about that it's the the abuse non-consensual taking advantage power dynamics like all that shit is the problem with it yep really um there is another phenomenon though where children hmm. not 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 family members but uh uh this research uh kavanaugh johnson hey that's you but mm-hmm. not, not, i mean not you um that's dr kavanaugh johnson to you <laughs> kavanaugh would be a pretty baller name yeah, yeah. god my name's so boring okay kavanaugh johnson and friend wait what your name's boring yeah well <laughs> okay well that's that's true at least it's better than yours than mike johnson <laughs> yeah okay Kavanaugh Johnson and friend. I don't know if their name is friend or if it's just their friend. I don't know why that, uh, but in 1985 said that uh, this is not family, but children, uh, 40 to uh, 75% of children will engage in some kind of sexual behavior before reaching 13 years of age. So children experiment when they're children Yeah. with, you know, whoever or, or, or like, but young children experiment with each other. And there's part of that that is okay. That's natural to do. Uh, that's something I felt I've, did that when I was a kid with a friend and was like, does that make, is that why I'm gay? Was like, was I abused? Like, no, I did that willingly. I, it was, I don't know. That's just, there's, there's part of that that's natural um, and, and not harmful because of the proximity, (laughs) physical proximity. Sometimes that happens between siblings Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the, uh, the research I go on, there was a 19, 80 uh, study called sex among among siblings and what they found is 
among 796 undergraduates, 15% of the females and 10% of the males. Sorry, non-binary people again. In mo- like in, <laughs> in the 80s, we didn't even fucking know you existed. But um, 15% of females, 10% of males reported some kind of sexual experience involving a sibling. Some of the ways that they look at this to figure out, like, was there any kind of abuse? People have lots of different definitions or, or kind of guidelines to help figure this out. Some more strict than others. Usually, like, a big age difference more than a few years is a sign um, uh, above a certain if, – if one is above a certain age, if there is any kind of uh, trick involved or, or offering a reward to mm-hmm. to do this thing or coercion, of course. they're le- But – this is um, not so. Not any of those things. There, there is some level of experimentation. That's not abuse. That's uh, a, a quarter of those that they um, talked to were exploitative because of force or the age difference between the two. Uh, but that's not all of them. That's not even a majority of them. And some people it was split on whether people believe that for themselves, that that was a, an okay experience or not. Sure. Like that people are mixed about it. Um, but there, so that, I mean, a lot of shame runs deep and a lot of like feelings about stuff is, uh, understandable. I think they, I think that's, they said like that is most had never talked about this mm-hmm. and yeah, presumably because of shame. So that, that is one thing at least that we know happens that, far more than I even thought Mm -hmm. it's a common thing that happens and it can be not always, but it can be an okay part of being a kid. Um, Lena Dunham made the news of for talking about this with her sister and there was this big backlash, but I think a lot of people it's, it's like one of those weird things to like try to defend (laughs) and without, without having a fucking podcast where you talk about like, okay, let me start by, I don't like rape. Like, you know, like without just to like tweet back and and defend seems, and then Lena Dunham, I don't know if you want to spend your time and effort trying to defend her because of all the shit she's done. So like, you know, it's like, could we could a better person have touched their sister? I don't know. (laughs) Um, know, (laughs) um, So, so that, 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 that's the information we have. The, the, the most I could find about anyone saying anything more tangible about relationships between consensual adult incestuous relationships in the guardian had a 2002 article where Brett Carr, a senior lecturer in psychotherapy at Regents college in London said that there's no proper research into this phenomenon. There's part of me that was like copy paste. Okay. I'm not finding it. I'm not just bad at Googling. I am bad at Googling. Um, but uh, he said, who are we to judge what kind of relationship people have? And he also said in over a hundred years worth of case studies I've looked at, I have never seen a single case of incest that has ended happily. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single experience where an incestuous relationship has been positive. However, as said in the article, he admits that psychiatrists don't attract happy functional people. (laughs) So like the people he's seeing or that go to therapists or whatever, are not going to be the ones that are like, Hey, we're in this relationship that we're both totally cool with. Bye. Last appointment ever. See ya. Like, you know, like, so his, his take is going to be very sided towards people that have problems with shit. So uh, that's the most kind of tangible example or whatever I could, I could find about this kind of relationship. Otherwise I I don't see much. And I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. There's a lot there. Yeah. Um, also 
Jamie and Cersei Lannister banged a bunch in Game of Thrones, and like that established their villainism. Oh, right from the very first episode. Were the, was it consensual and of age? Yes. Cruel intentions that had the step thing. Yeah. Some of the we could uh, some of the things I looked at to why uh, step sibling or or incest kind of porn was growing. It was like. They were talking about this confluence of events and Game of Thrones was something that came up yeah. as like people seeing. Yeah. And yeah. Let's talk about porn. Let's talk about porn. Monty, yeah. <laughs> you've been waiting. Yeah, this, is what you, this is what you came for. So I see like in the gay world, I primarily see stepdad porn mm-hmm. and stepbrother porn. Yeah. I feel like I used to see like actual brothers was part of the plot whether they whether the actors were or not but mm-hmm. that, that was like part of the plot and then actual father and i feel like that's gone away like mm. that used to be more of a thing like 10 years ago mm. also i'm not a connoisseur of this uh and um no 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 judgment i like it's 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 fine people who are into it i think are into it um but i like i haven't consumed that much of it is where i'm going with this mm. like i'm not really qualified to speak on whether that's true or not that there's less of it now mm. But like stepfather, stepbrother, gay, porn. Am I missing any? Um, no, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, do, I was going to ask, do you like actively avoid it? Like, are you, do you, would you watch a porn like that? Is it like kind of in there, but whenever it pops up or do you just like, does it gross you out? Like, how do you feel about it? It does not gross me out. It doesn't gross me out. And usually that's because the, well, not usually all the time like if it's a step situation then the part of my brain that's like well they're related is mollified a little bit right like because for whatever reason the step situation i think of is um is like high school like that's when (laughs) that's when the families got blended Mm -hmm. or something that it's not like a you were raised as stepbrothers since you were four kind of a situation yeah and i think that that's part of the plot pretty often of these things when I have seen them is like just cause your mom's banging my dad now, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to take it out on you or like whatever. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's, it's a recent thing. And anyway, like my, my brain is like, okay with that. And then also like the actors are clearly not related to each other either. So what they're yeah. about to do is all fantasy. Yeah. I don't know. Have so I, you so you would watch it, but you wouldn't seek it out. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if a porn actor that I was into like was was in a video like that, I would absolutely yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Um. I. I. Yeah. I. I like this kind of porn, and I was thinking about it, and like, and, and I watch it. It's not like my exclusive interest, so I watch a lot of a variety of things. But this is like something up there and i i i realized that like the something i think is super hot is the stepson but like swap like the there's the familydick.com familydick.com yeah that's a defo real I've, thing yeah i've heard of it okay yeah, yeah. A, a, a good family comes together yeah. um that's not the spell comes <laughs> yep Come. um what i realized like there is this like submissive taboo thing where like someone is treat being treated like someone else's property that i think is very hot and very okay. into okay and so like s- steps on is one of the ways to arrive at this kind of like 
I, there are other things that I think are in this vein, yeah, <laughs> in this throbbing vein that are that are in that same kind of like yeah that I think is hot. A lot of it does feel pretty dom sub to me, and that they're they're looking at the power dynamics of the relationships that are involved to facilitate a dom sub dynamic, right, and right, and 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 that uh, like the reason it's the it's not merely a stepbrother; it's the stepbrother that's like away from col- at college yeah. because he's older, and like it it's not I. I assume a lot of daddy stuff is actually very much wrapped into similar constructs of like the older and s- stable and, and more alpha yeah. or, or, or whatever. And uh, yeah, I, is there is there a lot of like stepdad or stepson porn out there that isn't also a power thing? Mm. Like when it's like about the relationship as opposed to like, the power dynamic that's created because of the relationship. Hmm. I don't know if I'm even making, asking the question the right way, but like it, it, it seems to me like the the stuff that I'm familiar with always comes down to a a power differential, but that's You don't have to write like the act of having a stepfather. There is a power differential. You you write no more. I, I was just thinking like, I don't think there is a step, you know, father, son porn that, isn't about power dynamic. It's just like if someone's your teacher or your priest or your yeah. parent. Well, priest or, porn is also a thing. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah so like, uh, I, I don't think, th- I think those two are inseparable. Like mm-hmm. there is a power dynamic by the nature of step. Mm-hmm. Now there's a power dynamic there, which is the fear in, you know, IRL or IRI in real incest. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> um, uh, there is a power dynamic there yeah. that, you know older much older siblings or parents like there's an inherent power dynamic that is inescapable inavoidable yeah and that's just part of it i did find that if you believe that uh like kind of incest or family role play kind of porn um has been uh growing you are correct that a report by adult content provider gamelink.com Uncovered an average increase in consumption of family roleplay porn of 178% between Ooh. October 2014 and God. January 2015. That's like gas prices. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. <laughs> so there what like people say like, wow, I see this all the time. There was a notable increase. Yeah. It's it, that, that kind of stat was I saw in many articles. The highest increases were in Utah with a 765% increase. Yeah. Michigan with a nearly 900% increase. New York with a 669% increase. Nice. 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 Alaska with a 524% increase. And Arkansas with a 452% increase. Yeah. Utah. Y'all never cease to amaze me. <laughs> They're all, you know, <laughs> God, that's a fucking weird place to live. But yeah, so there has been more of this. There has, uh, have you seen porn that is of two actually related people having sex? Yes. <gasps> what do you think? What uh, I mean, there, there are a couple of examples that I've stumbled across of twins. Like what? Identical twins yeah. banging each other. Which ones? I forget the names. Like The been. Peters twins were a big thing in, um, Bellamy, Bellamy, um, okay. that they were they the ones that would like appear but not do anything with each other? Like, nope, they full oh. on fucked each other. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, what did what do you what do you what do you think about that? I think it's hot <laughs> because there, like that situation, it can't be about power dynamic. In that situation, it's because they they look like each other and they're twins, and like, like that's the but, but is it because they look like each other, or like do they, I don't know, that. 
yeah. I mean, they, they that's a fact. They do look like each other. But, like, is that why? I don't know. I, it's got to be the taboo. It's got to be. It's got to be. Re- for them or for us watching? For us watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think so. Uh, also, something that, like, I did not find any, like, specific data on, like, you know, some of the fears would be, like, does this make you then turn around and want to do it? And, like, so I have watched this yeah. kind of porn. I've watched actual Twin Brothers, which I think is very hot. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely about the taboo and I do not want to fuck my brother. (laughs) Like it does not change my, so at least for me, my anecdotally, like, yeah, it does not turn into a slippery slope of now wanting to have sex with your family or whatever. There's probably also some, like, if you could, would you fuck yourself? Mm. That person gets to sort of know. Yeah. 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 Uh, Um, at least with twins, right? Like, Okay, I was I I didn't know if we were going to talk about it or not, but like you don't like people saying your brother is attractive. Oh, um, sure, yeah. It, is that but is is any of that incest related, or is that all just self esteem stuff? Uh it's both. It's both. I mean, like part of that is just like a weird. Yeah, the the, the easier answer is like it's when people think he is attractive, or people have said to me that not directly that he's more attractive than me, which like sucks. And yes, there's like definitely a self-esteem thing, especially like it, given the same genetics, like I fucked it up and he didn't, you know, uh-huh. like that there's a, there's a difficult part to, uh, I see other family members. And I'm like, Oh, like you're the hot one and you're the, you're not. And like people so often compare siblings. So like that, that sucks. Join uh, us for the Patreon. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, but there is like something weird about like, Oh, your brother's hot, and then like I don't know what to do. I don't know what like there is sure. like a yeah like I, I don't I I do think he's objectively attractive. I think I I think my brother's great. I think someone would be lucky to date him, and uh, you know like I don't know yeah, yeah. But it is kind of a weird like I don't know what to to say to you about that. Like I'm happy for you, or I don't know <laughs> you know like yeah. what, how do you reply to that? Yeah, but I mean it was like you were uncomfortable enough to like say to stop. Yeah, like yeah. and Trevor and I like after you had the like I'm drawing a line. Please don't yeah say that anymore. But then we didn't. Like, yeah, I tried to not to. Um, uh, so I mean, it's like, uh, like for you to assert yourself, I assume that it must have been like, a really big deal. Right? It's it, like, it's yeah, very uncomfortable to like for someone to like go on about how attractive they think my brother is. Like mm-hmm. that's very. That is very uncomfortable to me. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Your brothers have no problem. <laughs> Great. Let's talk about this as, again, as, as you will, as you will find out. But um, yeah, uh, I was going to mention also. I think my favorite kind of incest porn that I've come across, <laughs> yeah, is the stepmom and the hot stepson with the giant dick that rails her. Mm. I very much enjoy that because a lot of it seems geared towards how attractive is he like she can't help herself this is her husband's son and she's conflicted about it but he's so fucking hot she can't help herself like i'm i'm into that why what about i that? don't know kyle it's well that, let's explore it right here because <laughs> he's inevitably super duper hot like when that's the plot yeah like he, fucking hot and like I like watching hot guys fuck. Like that's and you like I do like hot guy watching hot guys fuck women. Sure, yeah. Why not? 
Well, uh, d- no, no, go go for it. Do it. Also, that like some gay people would never want to see a woman. Yeah, yeah. In there, cue the fucking assholes that say I must be bi. I like every time something like this comes up on the show, somebody reaches out to me to like argue with me about my gayness. Hmm. But are you bi? No. Oh, I don't identify as bi, so I'm not. Well, <laughs> I also I also, I also don't think I'm a Kinsey six. So like, if whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, that's fine. I'm a gay man fucking deal with it <laughs> so then so then i guess why not watch a step's son like there there's clear something about having a woman there that you like oh i see i see right yeah i think that it changes this power dynamic thing so that there is more of a even playing field between them there's something about like the daddy that it feels like an unfair imbalance of power in the daddy's direction. The femininity of the mom like brings that down a level so that they're closer to being at the same level. And I understand that a lot of that is very problematic, but like that's, but that's, I I think that's what's going on for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's similar to like the um, Mary Kay Letourneau and Vili Falau thing of like, because because she was the teacher and he was the student that he must have liked it and that yeah. made it okay yeah like there's like i get it it's very problematic yeah okay i'm glad <laughs> you're so good at just saying the thing i was going to say that i like didn't know how to confront you with but you just confronted you. yeah i think there is a like the dude always wants it and so and the woman is the fragile one that is being taken advantage of it's it's still wow it's a lot to hear that like because she's a woman that lessens her kind of power or culpability or something that like, but we're talking about instincts and feelings and not about the logic. I mean, we're adding our own like logic, but like, you know, like we're talking about just how you feel about it. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I, I mean, I think about this a lot. Sorry. I'm getting off porn for a little bit. Sure. Um, like, I also don't think I'm like a hundred percent gay. And I think more of us are bi than would say, but like, I've also thought about like, do I identify as bi? Like I would, I, and I've mentioned this before, I would make out with a woman every now and then it's rare, but I will, will watch porn that includes a woman. Oftentimes it's cause I think it's hot when two straight dudes are like DPing some and they're like, they're almost like their, their dicks are that close. And you're like, but you're straight, you know, yeah. it's uh, uh, there's a hot, thing about straight dudes that are like you know but in anyway but um i and i think gay men are supposed to think that women and vaginas are gross and yeah. that's that there's a there's a shitty piece to that that like everyone needs to get over that like vaginas aren't disgusting just because you're gay but like i think i don't know maybe technically i'm bi but like I, i'm so heavily towards the gay side that i like we can just round up that extra 5%. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's clearer if I was uh, within the margin of error. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a standard deviation by like, you know, like, yeah. No, yeah. So uh, I've thought about the same thing too. I fit in with gay culture. Like culturally that word fits me better. It communicates mostly like what I want and need. So like, you know, but so I, I don't feel the need to like, adjust and be like by but it's like yeah like technically probably a tiny bit by yeah yeah um not a kinsey six yeah um yeah i I, the i i have 
and sometimes sought out like twin, like actual twins for porn. Cause I think that's hot. So mm-hmm. like I, 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 there, there's a, you know, one of those things where like, you know, people like some kind of porn and then like, but they're actively like, you know, against it publicly to other people, which I think is really shitty. So I don't, yeah, I think siblings, I feel better about supporting, um, like, consensual adult relationships between even if uh, even opposite gender even if one has the possibility of having a kid like uh, that that shouldn't affect it i think i don't know i think that should be fine and there's a taboo there and i get it i i have not i don't know about the parent child i just don't it theoretically if they are if everyone is of age I, i guess i support it but it's just so hard for me to like imagine a world in which that is not some form of abuse so sure. i yeah. that that piece i have a harder time with well okay but how about the like the 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 sperm donor that didn't know and hooks up with somebody and then through whatever circumstances it doesn't matter then finds out that like that my sperm made that person yeah and then they want to fuck again anyway. I, like I don't. I but yeah. like there's. We've got to be able to. I think construct a scenario in which like it's not just because they are the biological parent. It's because they raised this person. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Well, we talked about incest a whole bunch. We Hopefully, did. we talked about incest porn enough. Do you, Do you have more to say about it? No. Okay. I mean, yes, but no. Oh. It's, we're going long today. Hot. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have more to say? Okay. I'm excited to tell you what your brother said. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so we're going to take a break. and appropriate. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk to mom. And, and, your, and your family. It's a family affair. <laughs> sweet Jesus. Um, should we take a break? Let's take a family break. <laughs> oh, stop. Don't ever say that again, Kyle. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are you ready? Yep. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We are going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on social media. We are on the internet. We are at gayishpodcast on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, and your brother. Yeah. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. And you should check us out in Boise, Idaho at the Treefort Music Festival in just a couple of days. That is going to be on Saturday, March the 26th. 2022 at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. That is a free show. We will then be in Portland, Oregon on April 3rd, 2022 at 1 p.m. Pacific at Hop Capital Brewing. Come see us. That's going to be fun. That's going to be our birthday anniversary show. Our fifth birthday is that very day. And then we are ending our little tour in Seattle, Washington on April 10th, 2022 at the Hula Hula Karaoke Bar here in Capitol Hill, the neighborhood of Seattle at 2 p.m. Pacific. We're excited to see you. Yeah. Come, 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 come. Come, 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 come on, yep. Camille. Come, come on, Camille. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Guess what? Get what? We have a sponsorship. Uh, chicken ass. No, what? <laughs> Guess what? Um, sorry. Yeah, no, sponsor. Yes, we have a sponsor that um, is 
uh, going to be sponsoring our gayest and straightest for a little bit. Yeah. We're going to do our gayest and straightest sponsored by Spaces. I, I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the thing. Sponsored by Spaces. A new group chat app? No. A new group chat for niche queer communities. Yeah. Powered by Hornet, the world's queer tech company. I love it. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. My gayest is um, for Wordle. My first guess is always pride. Oh, one day, one day, probably in June. Yeah, <laughs> that'll pay off. You should check and see if it's already been one. Oh, I do you check like the Wordle history in order to like inform your first guess? No, the but, entire time. Like if oh, you okay. ever want to get a one a hole in one, like mm. you might be like waiting forever. That, Mike, I might be waiting forever. Great story of my life. Great. My straightest is my beard. I think it's a stereotype that uh, only straights have a longer unkempt beard. I've not shaved in quite a while. Um, That's the least twinky thing one can do. So least gay. So uh, beard. Yeah. You've gotten comments on it recently too. Yeah. When we have been hanging out in public. Yeah. Which we do sometimes. Uh, we do t- sometimes we don't even talk about the podcast. That's right. not true. No. Okay, but some I mean, for a little bit, for a little bit, we, it, it, stretches of time. <laughs> uh, well, the straightest thing about me this week is uh, yesterday I, of my own volition, had Chipotle. Oh, I don't know if it's straight, but it felt straight. Yeah, yeah, it feels straight to me too. And like, what'd you get? Well, you got a bowl and it just like double chicken with sour cream and cheese because mm. keto. That's all you get. Yeah. The bowl is the gay thing to do for yeah. sure. <laughs> and then I didn't eat the bowl. Um, <laughs> so what a waste. Uh, and then the uh, the gayest thing about me this week, last night went to a drag show. It was really fun. It was at Julia's, which is where Sable is going to be doing her all POC uh, show coming up yeah. that she talked about. Um, anyway... It was kind of a drunken shit show for some audience members and uh, standing outside waiting for the Uber and uh, this this dude this dude comes out and it was I was hanging out with the dude that I've been seeing and uh, he goes he goes hey how's it going and then points at me and he goes is this your daddy it was so awkward oh that's uncomfortable <laughs> it was uncomfortable for everyone involved <laughs> and what did you say actually Dusky said yeah we're gonna walk away now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's perfect yeah, it's great we got uh monty uh gap Bridger, who requested this he sent us in his gay and straightest his straightest is buying 10 days worth of frozen dinners in case i get too lazy to cook for myself absolutely <laughs> Yes. Frozen dinners are yes. Mm-hmm. Gayest is asking the retail clerk if the running shoes I was getting came in a more flamboyant color. Sadly, they didn't. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever, ever, I love those. And like, haven't you ever been like, I love these I shoes. Can you be, crank up the gay? I want this to be gayer. You know, other people are like, I'm not that kind of gay. I'm like, I, can I make this more explicitly gay? Because yeah. I want, if anyone has very gay running shoes that they would like to share with us. Do it for us in our new spaces. Spaces is powered by Hornet, another queer app you may know. And like we said, they are sponsoring this segment. So you get to hear a little bit about them. Uh, made by queer people for queer people. A lot of social media is really shitty uh, for queer people. So nice to have one that is created uh, by and for queer people. So um, you can find our space. Gayish uh, podcast has a space within there. You can find, you can join, you can chat with me. I will be in there. And 
I will be creating events for our upcoming live shows. So if you want to go in there and RSVP, that would make me feel good about my life. Yeah. Um, and maybe tell us what you're excited to see for a live show. And that'll help me uh, get me uh, revved up um, emotionally and sexually <laughs> in, ant- sure. in anticipation, <laughs> in deep seated anticipation. <laughs> Oh, That's God. the sponsorship going so far. Great. Really. <laughs> and you'll hear more about Spaces uh, as they keep sponsoring this uh, this case and straightest segment. Yep. Is that it? I think so. That's it. That's it. This has been incest. <laughs> Until next. Um, uh, thank you to Monty for requesting this episode. Yep. Thank you to Mike's brothers who <laughs> who texted me back and shared some God. some of their responses. Those thank characters. You to your mom. Yeah. Um, thank you to all the consensual family relationships. I don't sure. know. Sure. <laughs> Thanks to all these people who may or may not be involved uh, in incest. Thank, we are like one big incestuous family. Yeah, uh, the following Super Gap Bridges. Boy, we, I hope we don't lose at least one of you because that. Uh, thank you to Josh Copeland, Forrest Nell, Patrick. Martin, Anonyma Flamers, uh, James Barrow, Steve Tuggles, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald Linsky, Thomas B. Dusty Sands, A.E. Coltman, Chris Cajatori, and Jerome York, and CNN Javi. Thank you all for your support. That is it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cajatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week in Boise. See you in Boise. Yeah, I feel like there's a correction also, and I forgot to write it down, and I don't remember what it was. Mm, that's helpful. That's uh, helpful. Something, hey, listeners, something we said was wrong in the past three to six episodes. Yep. Find it and let us know. Yep. Great. <laughs> this is how we get our download numbers up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>